Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulholland. And I'm Jeff Shuck. We're the co-leaders of Plenty. Thanks for joining our podcast, Plenty for Everyone. Each episode, we talk with conscious leaders like you to explore abundance in work and life, fulfillment in head and heart, and ways we can all work together to make this world a better place. Hi, everybody. It's hey, been a while. We're back. <laughs> we're back. Thank you so much for tuning in. We can't believe as we look back that our last episode recording was last August. I'm not sure how that happened. And actually, it's hard to get my head around that it's almost May 2022, which is just mind blowing to me. But we're so grateful to be back on our third season of Plenty for Everyone and really appreciate you listening and sharing and liking and commenting on what resonates as we share about abundance in work and life and head and heart and really living the lives we're meant to live in work and in our businesses. So lots to unpack, Jeff. We always love starting with what's present. So maybe I'll kick it off to you as we unpack today, Monday, April 25th, as we record this. What's present for you? It's been a minute for sure. It's great to hear that podcast theme song. Once again, playing in my ears. And if you're just joining us for the first time, let me back up and say, I'm Jeff Shuck, and this is Jennifer Mulholland. And we're the principles of plenty. I think you just heard us say that in the intro, but just in case, it's been a while since I've listened to the intro as well. And what's funny is August 2022 seems like about 10 seconds ago, honestly, because we have had a full, a rich full fall with a couple more retreats. We've had a rich full spring with the heart space is open and we're hosting people right now. So we've had some clients out there. We've already had the first session of Lantern, our leadership retreat already getting ready for our second one. And they're full for 2022. So exciting. Lantern sold out people. Get your ticket for October. So it's been a um, really rich, busy six months for us. And and obviously there's a ton of stuff going on in the world right now that we want to talk about. But I think we wanted to just start today and talk about updates to our lives that we were sharing last summer. And really all of last year, we were talking about being a conscious leader during COVID and being a conscious parent. In fact, the last episode of last year was about conscious parenting with our good friend, Marta Bremel. And that is a great place for us to start. So One of the things that we shared most of the podcast, kind of the different episodes was Jen, the the amazing story of your son, Riley, and the amazing story of your amazingness in advocating for his health and for not the first time in your life, taking on the health system, you know, by both, both antlers and trying to wrestle it to the ground a little bit. And it's incredible story that is still going, but has had an, I don't want to say a happy ending, but it's had a bunch of happy moments, happy milestones. So maybe let's start there and update everybody on what happened to your son. Maybe you can give us the quick recap there for people who hadn't heard it. And then let's just let you talk for a bit about what an amazing year he's he's having right now. Yeah, thank you. It's hard to know where to 
begin and, and also wanting to be mindful of not going on and on, but I would love to maybe just share what's present right now for me is, is just an enormous amount of gratitude, gratitude for healing, gratitude for friends and family and the community of support, gratitude for our surgeons, the universe, and the impeccability of the divine hand that places the right people on your path just when you need it at the perfect time. And I'm really reflecting today at that majesty, that trusting the puzzle, all of the different levels of multidimensional solutions that come in when you need help. And we have been experiencing that grace for the last couple of years. And I've been experiencing that grace for the last 49 years. And I would say with each passing of turning of the sun, the practice gets deeper and deeper and the majesty gets stronger and stronger. For context, to answer your question specifically, for those of you who are listening who have no idea what I'm talking about, in May 2020, right in the middle of, um, right after kind of shutdowns in Park City, Utah, where I live, we were about to head out camping for the weekend. And my son was at our neighborhood park wrestling with a bunch of football buddies. And he picked up a boy that was heavier than him, a lot heavier, and his foot got stuck and the boy's full body weight landed on his leg in such a weird way that it literally blew everything out of his knee. So the IT band was ripped off the bone. He tore his lateral collateral ligament his ACL, his hamstring biceps tore off the bone and his patella dislocated and he suffered a long peroneal stretch injury of his nerve that gives the impulse for his foot to move. And so he was left with drop foot and a paralyzed foot immediately from onset of that injury. He called me and said, mom, I think I broke my, broke my uh, leg and my my reaction wasn't the best parenting reaction. I literally said, what the fuck, Riley, was my wonderful parenting mouth that came out. And I said, I'll be right there. And so after getting over that, showing up at the park, I realized, yeah, this is really serious. He didn't break his leg, but it probably, I, it would have been a hell of a lot easier had he broken his leg. So that was May, 2020. He ended up having reconstruction surgery at the University of Utah, June 1st, 2020. And that surgery went really well and repaired all of those ligaments. And, but unfortunately the paralyzed foot was still there and the nerve was still asleep. And so we were given advice to wait and to see what would happen over time. And there really was no great solutions. And so we waited and there was no response and Riley rehabbed his knee, but his foot was completely dead and going from a three sport athlete, completely gifted in his athleticism to not being able to walk and having to learn how to walk again was, as you can imagine, really hard. And it was hard mentally and emotionally, as well as physically kind of a perfect storm in the sense that his support group and the identity of being a three-sport athlete and COVID, just where we were kind of a lot of encouragement of isolation was just created, as you know, Jeff, just this really shitty 
experience of being alone and not questioning who you are and and how much work you put into getting better. It wasn't a super connective time for anybody. And then imagine you can't really move. I mean, for a while, right? Like when he was still rehabbing, he wasn't, you come out of knee surgery before you even had to deal with the foot, just coming out of that, you're not even mobile and able to move around. And then we're all still supposed to be at home all the time. So it was like kind of a triple whammy of things. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, the, the, we've talked about this in other episodes and being parents, like the blessing and the curse of Fortnite. I mean, Fortnite kind of swept in and he was able to find a new kind of tribe, if you will, of connection that wasn't always that healthy though. Um, there were people really struggling also like him on the line, if you will, it was connecting, but it was kind of addicting to get into technology as your only way of connecting with relationships for a period of time. So fast forwarding seven months, we had gotten, and I had gotten just kind of a hit of the intuition saying, we can't wait any longer. I had done enough research and started talking to other physicians around the country about what our options were. And the options weren't great. It was like a 50-50 chance if his foot would ever recover and he, if he would ever be able to move it again. And actually less than that. You just went through one of the parts that I think is really interesting. And it's something we talk about a lot at Lantern and with our clients, our, our organizational clients that I'd love for you to slow down. Because so when you when you left the story before I interrupted the last time, you said, you know, basically the knee got rehabbed, but the foot wasn't healed and everybody just said, wait. And then you kind of said, and seven months later. So what was, you know, we talk all the time about listening to the nudges and we're getting whispers and we're getting taps on the forehead all the time. Can you point to a thing or a few things that made you go from because as your partner and talking about it every day, there was like a week period or two week period where all of a sudden you went from, I think we're supposed to wait to, no, I know we're done waiting. And it was amazing to watch you change from this kind of patience to this complete knowing that it was time to do something. And I just wonder if you can unpack that a bit. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that seven months period of time, I would say he was so diligent of working with a trainer named Ben Van Trees at Off the Mountain in Park City. And Ben had this incredible way of helping Riley kind of regain a brain body connection. And through, I would go and watch him and through watching what he can and cannot do, there were little impulses. I searched the internet on this nerve injury. I started making phone calls. I started asking my girlfriends if they had any connections to surgeons that might be experts in nerve. And once those, some of those doors started to get open, we started to get educated about a timeline about if we waited any longer, there really would be no coming back. And so I think there was all these, like, as life does, right, these silent whispers, they come in from different doorways through different channels. Sometimes it was hearing somebody, two different surgeons, one in New York and one Johns Hopkins, and they were kind of commenting on a similar 
pathway, but I heard and connected dots that was really got my attention. And in hindsight, I really can't even put words. It wasn't one thing. It just was a culmination of a bunch of, as you mentioned, like these silent whispers, the mother's intuition, the father's intuition, the the way that we just know. And at Lantern and in our leadership, we, as you just mentioned, we teach people to listen for it to land, like listen for it the knowing it's called clairsentience. It's like some people hear, which is clairaudience. Some people see, which is clairvoyance. We all have the ability to feel, sense, and know, which is clairsentience. And I just, there was just a culmination, like almost like a perfect storm that said, we cannot wait any longer. So that journey was very multidimensional about reaching out to my friend's network, having many conversations with you that led your intuition to say, hey, you might want to look at the Health Network Foundation, which you learned of through Vistage. And you were able to listen deeply to me to make that connection. And then I followed through with it. And that I think just to pause there, and I would love to hear you comment was, you know, I think we kind of get caught in this idea that life will just hit us over the head (laughs) with this like, oh, this is instructions on what to do. And it like just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So navigating and practicing those nuances of really listening to when, when I knew I needed to wait. And then you're right. Those two weeks, I just, it, it was like an urgency, the urgency picked up and I knew we needed to act. Yeah. I mean, I love that there, there's so many things to unpack there, but maybe just in the interest of pulling out the, one piece that we wanted people to take take with them is this idea that when you get the inkling like oh I, w- I wish the universe would would send me a sign about whether this job that i'm in that i don't really like is right for me like that's the sign right <laughs> that is like just having that awareness oh man i wish i'm not sure about this relationship and i just wish i knew and that you have the thought is the sign that you're looking for. There's this lovely quote from Richard Bach that if you're looking for a sign, if your mission on life is over or not, if you're alive, it isn't. And in the same way, I think, like you said, Jen, we're waiting for the, the billboard. We're waiting for the flashing marquee. And that's not how it works. It's a set of things like, I'll know it when I know it. And as soon as you started to have that, like, I'm starting to think that the time for waiting is over. It was very quick because that really was the sign. And there's there's more things to talk about there. But what's funny, you brought up HealthNet. And just to give them a shout out, you and I had talked about that for plenty a year before. Right. We said like, oh, this could be a good benefit. We should really look into it. But it didn't land because there wasn't a reason for it. And I, I distinctly remember that conversation and coming back around and being like, wow, there's a bunch of brick walls. I don't know, maybe HealthNet. I have no idea why it came to me at that moment and why I didn't think of it for six months prior. But again, the timing was exactly right for me to hear it from the universe and for you to hear it from the universe through me. So I think that's like one thing I'd point to for people listening of like that idea that it's there sometimes is what we call the Mack truck moment. There sometimes is the the huge wake up call, 
but usually those are preceded by dozens and dozens of small suggestions and small taps. And you've built that skill. That's a skill that you have spent decades investing in is the ability to just be quiet enough that you can actually listen. So thanks for letting us go back there because I think that's one of the more remarkable parts of the story is that you knew when it was time to stop waiting. Yeah, and it's we all have that ability. I think it's easy to think about some people have it and some people don't. We all have it. It requires us to slow down and to really be present and to be more aware, which is what how we believe and why we believe it's so important to develop conscious leaders, leading ourselves and leading others, because there's this interconnected soup. It's like this interconnected fabric and all these different dots have a place and have a role. And when you orient yourself and I'm a, if you don't buy this great, don't take it. But for me, it's really worked out well in creating a sense of calm and faith and trust that there is a benevolent force that has our backs and it knows not only what I need, but what my relationships need and what others need. And we're all part of this interconnected web. And when we follow those subtleties, those like quiet whispers, those little nudges, when you hear somebody say something and then you hear a completely different person across the country say the same thing, then there is a coherence, there's alignment, there's a pathway to follow. And I think that's was the majesty of really needing to find like the hero, honestly, like who is a pioneering, innovative surgeon who we can find out there in the country or out of the country that has a has a solution for what we're dealing with because no solution that we were presented with from nerve experts across the country. And we interviewed, I interviewed 12. They weren't great. They were terrible. They were not good outcomes for what we wanted to embark on. And so going back to the journey of the referral of health net, once you suggested I connect with them and we joined as a business it was a membership fee. And then I was escorted to a person who her name was Michelle and she encouraged me to write up what I was seeking and what the need was. And we had a wonderful conversation. It was very compassionate and they have connections all over with some of the best surgeons and hospitals in the country. And the part of the benefit that we joined is it escalates us to the top of the line, essentially. So I wrote up what we had done, his surgery, what other surgeons we had talked to and what I was seeking. And literally two days later, I got a phone call at 930 at night from a doctor at Cedar sinai And he said, I just read your story and I, I have the guy for you. I have the surgeon. He just got here and I've already spoken with him. Can he call you in an hour? And this is at 9.30 at night on my cell phone. Remind us when, so this is sometime last summer, to help people place this. Yeah, so this was, this was March, 2021. And Dr. Glenn Peffer, I, I have a hard time saying his last name, 
was the person who called me. And then he referred me and said that Dr. Mitchell Surya would call us in an hour. And sure enough, Dr. Surya called and we explained all the different things we had gone down the and we were educated enough. This was what was so fascinating. So all of the work and the time that had been spent talking to other surgeons had educated us as to being able to know what the knowing was right for us, if that makes sense. Like it was not for naught. It was literally, we talk about a lot at Lantern when we look back, the yellow brick road is laid. Like it was a brick. Every conversation was a brick that built upon one another. So we would have enough language and understanding because it was a very complicated procedure to get the hit that this was the right direction. So like that night, we knew, we knew he was our guy. We got on his count surgery schedule within 30 days. He was at a Cedars-Sinai at the Los Angeles Nerve Institute. And I believe it was like end of April or mid-April we flew out Riley and I, and he had a, what's called a nerve transfer. And they took his big toe nerve, which was the strongest toe at the time that had any movement and literally created a channel for that nerve to go and get plugged into the two muscles that control his foot to dorsiflex, the peroneal brevis and the anterior tibialis muscles. And so the hope was that when Riley would move his big toe, it would then tell his foot, those muscles to flex, which would then give him foot flexion, which would give him the ability to walk and run normally. So we went through that surgery in April, 2021 and hoped and prayed and that it would work. And he did a more training with Ben Ventris and connecting nerve to brain and body and getting his other side of his body really strong, which is just so fascinating in the sense of the balance of the masculine and feminine that we talk a lot about in our partnership and co-leadership and in work and in life, how important the brain balance between the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere is in healing So when there's a weakness on one side, you develop and strengthen the other side, and then it translates. And so we did, he did a lot of work on the left side of his body because this was his right leg, but you can imagine he was turning 16 when all of this happened. So he was a year late in being able to drive because he couldn't flex his foot to fit the pedal, even though he's left-handed. So it, it was a rough road of coming back and just waiting and seeing. So I know this is going on and on, but the beauty that happened months ago now, I would say maybe four months ago, after missing two years of sports. And choosing, let me, and if I think I have this right, choosing last fall, making a hard choice to choose out of football. No, he hasn't totally made that decision yet. Okay. But choosing fully into want to recover, like come back through lacrosse, which yeah. is the season we're in right yeah. now. Football, he, I think he is leaning out of that and wanting to go into golf, but hasn't come out and made that decision yet at this point in time. But we were in the living room. I was like making fun of my daughter's dirty feet. And I turned and my son had his feet kind of right in front of me. And I took off his sock and I said, right. Let's see what you can do with your foot. And sure enough, he was able to flex it. 
and move his toe and move his foot. And we saw movement. So it was just one of the best days of my life to see that. And it was so subtle. It just had taken months. And then I think we were four months, four or five months post-op from the nerve surgery when he gained movement back. And so now fast forward a few months later, he just had a wonderful write-up in the local park record, our newspaper about his comeback. He scored five goals last Friday night. He's one of the high scorers of the varsity lacrosse team. And he's able to play with a carbon fiber foot brace that gives him the ability to flex at a faster turnover rate, given that men's lacrosse is full contact sport and requires a ton of agility and speed. But he's out there and watching every game him come to life with this confidence and joy and like sense of self, like his relationships have changed. What matters to him has changed. Who he wants to be has changed all for the better. And it has been one of these weeks that the journey is not over by any means, but we have just seen a lot of accolades and joy and overcoming of this really hard path that we've all gone through. And it's amazing. And there's so many things that are amazing about it. Obviously it's part of the plenty family. It's amazing just to be kind of part of that Renaissance. And, and I think maybe in the show notes, we can post a link to the, the article that was in the park record. Cause it's just really cool. It's really cool to see how he talks about himself and the human that he's becoming right aside from the athlete, but like what you just said, the, the growth is really, you can see the maturity and the confidence and the calm, the quiet calm. And it's really neat. One thing I like about it that I want to point out, this actually came up at our March lantern class, you know, and it's related to what you said earlier about, you know, waiting for the bolt from the blue. And look, there are times in life that you have these realizations where things change in an instant and not trying to take away anything from that. And at the same time, there usually how nature works is slow, slow movements, right? Like the earthquake that we experience is this, is this dramatic thing that happens in a few seconds. Well, the tectonic plates have been moving for millennia, right? The volcano that explodes, that seems this, this massive acute thing. There's been movement for thousands of years, even like a bolt of lightning. There's so much that needs to happen in the air for that to happen. And we talk to our leaders about it because sometimes the idea of like amazing transformation being spontaneous is almost demotivating for people, right? It's like, we're waiting, like you said before, we're waiting for that, that gilded invitation to arrive in the mail. And a lot of it is about showing up and making small moves and just the 1% difference every day that's barely noticeable, right? Something like if you do, if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to eat better, like it's not about doing it for 90 days. It's about doing it today 90 times. And in the same way, I love that story of Riley of just every day, just choosing in, choosing in to like, well, there's a possibility that I see in front of me that's different than the I am now. And so I'm choosing that and I'm just casting a vote for that. I just love that 
part about showing up, doing the reps. And that's how the universe can work for you. <laughs> when we kind of sit on the couch and eat Cheez-Its, which sometimes is my weight loss program, like it doesn't, it's not as effective as actually being an active participant in it. And what Riley did and what you did and your whole family and Christian and Hadley, what the whole family did and your, your mom, your, like everybody decided to show up every day, even though there were a lot of days that it wasn't easy to do that. Yeah. And a lot of people are going through a lot of hard times and it's, I've been an eternal optimist since I was born. So for me, it's easier, I think, to default to hope and faith and trust. And at times, and at times it just sucks. It just is really fucking hard to go through life and whatever's handed to you. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful because of how the community showed up. I'm hopeful that the amount of compassion and care and support in different ways that we were able to experience, it came from a different expectation. I can't even describe it. Like sometimes the people that you think are going to show up don't. And then some people that you had no expectation and even knew were thinking about you show up in the most incredible ways. And I have so much hope for the future because of how we were treated and how I see like this network of caring and compassion for people going through really hard stuff, especially right now, post COVID, you know, I'm just so many of my friends are losing parents and loved ones and brothers and siblings and people are going through a lot of loss and hardship right now. And if we can bring that, just what you said, like that one gesture, that one action of that nudge that occurred to us, if somebody like picking up the phone to call or putting a homemade meal on somebody's doorstep or bringing flowers or just sending a text, like those things matter. And I was really surprised being a giver, how much I needed that. And it was hard to receive. And I see how much our world needs that, that giving, receiving cycle. So we all can heal and help each other go through the ups and downs and the celebrations and the joys and then the hard times to be resilient and, and yeah. get through, you know? Yeah. And so I'm so thankful and I hope and pray that whatever pans out that for Riley and for whoever going through whatever you're going through, you know, that there is this, this incredible hand at play that, that knows better. I don't know yeah. how to say it. Like I look back, I wouldn't wish our experience on anybody, but I am so grateful we went through it because I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about what Riley's capable of and who he is now more as a whole person, not just as an athlete. I had no idea. I was like putting him in this identity of being this three sport athlete, but I can see now that I did and I'm grateful for something that came in to expand that view. I love that you invoked hope and faith. And, you know, if you've listened to the podcast for more than one episode, you, or if you've been to Plenty's website, right on the top of our website, it says hope needs help. It's written on the wall behind me. And we, we kind of leave it open what, what that help is. And we're trying to imply the help is all of us, right? A lot of times the help that hope needs is faith. That's the role of faith in all of this, the belief that things can be better and we can make it so. Like That's part of the help that is needed. And since 
I'm throwing out quotes. I just threw out one. I'm going to throw out another of, I think it's Michael Neal, although he may have pulled it from someone else. I, I just love it. He talks about faith is not, faith is not the, the fact that things will work out for the best. Faith is the knowing that however things work out, you'll be okay. I butchered that a tiny bit, but. One of my favorites. Yeah. That idea, right? And that interplay between faith and hope. Faith is faith is putting the reps in, is having faith today. So my hope has has something to hold. And the whole story is really so hopeful. And we're both at that point. I mean, we talked about this right beforehand, right before we started to record about the place that we are as parents, where you start to, as your kids get older, you you start to step back from being proud of them and you start being proud for them because you start to see they're making their own choices and you can see yourself a little bit in the choices that they're making, but it's clearly their choices. And that's one of the things I love about, and I'm proud for Riley for you that there are a lot of things. He had a lot of support from you and Christian, but he made a lot of his own choices there and the choice every day of like, he was mad he and he was sad. And how could you not be? And the choice that like, well, that doesn't have to be my permanent state. It's really, really cool. And so I'm guessing, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but as a parent that you feel not only like proud of your role, but excited to witness the person he's becoming, right? Yeah, it's the best best gift of parents is you just saw with your son having a similar just opportunity to shine. I think this weekend that you were talking about before we started recording, it's just it is amazing to witness the difference of your children having different personalities and seeing them different than you and similar to you. And there's nothing more that I wish for my children and for all children on the planet to, to be healthy, to be happy, to be whole, to thrive in the way that lights them up. And, you know, those little moments, Riley's a humble, quieter kid, especially in comparison to Hadley, my, my 11 year old, who's way more out in front and, you know, witnessing that journey of seeing them, take it in, seeing them feeling that sense of accomplishment of the milestone of overcoming something that was really difficult and challenging that shapes you. Um, We all have those moments, but when we can witness that as an observer, as a friend or a lover or a partner or parent, it's just the best feeling of hope for the world. Yeah. And you just witnessed that in Johnny before we wrap up at 11.11 here in Utah. Would you like to just share what you witnessed? Well, a little bit. You know, maybe this is, a, this is an episode for next time as we kind of catch everybody up to what we've been doing the last six months. So uh, what I would just maybe briefly just share is I had a chance to see my senior in high school, Johnny, give his senior speech. So his high school has, it's called La Lumiere. It, it has everyone give a speech to the senior class. And he did such a lovely story of his time in high school. And he's a content creator and has a very successful Instagram and TikTok presence and hundreds of thousands of followers and cool art that he's going to pursue in college. But he talked about kind of losing himself 
by chasing the numbers and chasing external validation and how he came back around to finding himself. And it's a lot of the same things of like knowing you have to be your own confidence and working to be your own validation and choosing in and being patient and putting the reps in and a lot of the same themes. And again, I just say like, it was one of those moments, like people read Riley's story and they're inspired to make a change in their own life and to see this audience of people listening to Johnny and one relating to what he shared about him, but really relating it to themselves and seeing how his experience and sharing that experience inspired the people in the room to do better for themselves was really cool, you know? And I think both of these kids, you know, the apple don't fall far from the tree, right? And what we try to do at Plenty is, is help people help themselves, right? Like the help that Hope needs is, is your help. So just super cool. And more to say over the next couple of weeks, we're excited that the podcast is back season three, 2022. There's been quite a few things happening in this uh, in this year already. We'll unpack some of them. I want to do. I do want to go through a couple quick infomercial things, and maybe Jen, you can add to this list. So one, Jen mentioned HealthNet a couple times. It's Health Network Foundation. It is actually a nonprofit. Um, you can find them at healthnetworkfoundation.org, and it's for entrepreneurs and business owners, and probably some of you listening. You donate to it, and then they help get access. So just want to give them another attaboy. We've had some cool additions to ways people can find us since we were online in uh, last fall. One is we're on Insight Timer now. Do you want to talk a little bit about Insight Timer and where people can find us and what they can find there? I would love to. And then I would love to plug in our doctor too. If anybody knows of anybody that has a nerve injury, please look up Dr. Mitchell Surya at the Nerve Institute, Los Angeles Nerve Institute. He's just a magic maker and was our hero through this. So grateful. So if you hear of other injuries or families impacted by foot drop or peroneal nerve or any nerve issue, look him up. And Insight Timer is wonderful. It's this beautiful app and community of meditation, of courses, and We are um, a publisher and author on Insight Timer with our own meditations now. So we will be over the coming weeks and months uploading more of our meditations there. But if you want to see or get access to them, you can go to that app. You can also find us on Spotify and we have all of our meditations on our website at plentyconsulting.com. Yeah. And Apple and new meditation album coming this year. So that's been really fun. We get these analytics from Spotify and Apple about where we've been shazammed. And it's really, we've been shazammed in like Berlin and Costa Rica and people are playing us in places. So that's been super fun. And we've mentioned a gazillion time. We've mentioned Lantern. Lantern is our leadership retreat. It's open to the public. We say it's a retreat for conscious leaders. Um, There's two more sessions this year, but the June session is sold out. So October 2022, I can't think of the dates off the top of my head. Uh, We'll post them somewhere, but it's on our website. We actually only have a few seats left for this class. But if you want four days of exploring the kind of things that we talked about on this podcast, 
We promise you, you're going to love it. And we'd love to see you there. It takes place at HeartSpace in Park City, Utah. And the 2023 dates are going to be announced soon because 2022 is almost full. Yeah, we're really excited. It's one of the most wonderful things we get to do. We love our work and helping leaders like yourself really find home within the self and develop more confidence in shining your light and speaking your truth and leading your teams and leading your yourself is one of our greatest joys. We have Lantern 2, which is our advanced leadership retreat only for Lantern graduates. And it's so exciting going into our seventh year of really developing leaders and the curriculum um, that our Lantern 2 classes sold out with a wait list in September. So we've added another class in January 2023. But that comes with both of our Lantern classes. Our leadership development comes with a 360 assessment called the Lantern Leadership Assessment. And it really helps understand how you are leading and how others perceive you are leading. And we have now 7,000 people that have taken it. So the data set is pretty strong and rich. And, you know, we're just grateful for the hard work that we've put in over the last seven years. Again, in those, as you talk about nature, you know, the earth and the, the webs and the roots, just seeds get planted and then they begin to really germinate and we're so grateful for our community and for those of you listening and interested in diving deep with us. We've got more coming online here soon too. Amazing stuff. So we'll cue the outro music. I've missed it. It's yeah. good to be back. You want to send us out to uh, send us out to, to break, Jen? Sure. Just want to say from the bottom of our hearts how grateful we are that you've taken the time to tune in and to listen and for yourself and for supporting us and hearing our path as we really help to unlock abundance for all on the planet and and create a world of plenty for everyone. So we wholeheartedly believe in that and we can't do that without your help. So please share this, like it, send us a comment. And if you need support, we're here. We would love to help. Have a best day and a wonderful month or whenever you choose to listen. Bye, gang. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join the conversation and learn more at www.plentyconsulting.com.